Welcome to the Press Conference Podcast, where we bring you the pressing information nobody asked for. I'm Dave, and I'm here with my co-host, Phil. How's it going, man? Absolutely excellent. That's how it's going, Dave. How are you doing? I'm also excellent. Still on the come down from a pretty epic weekend of music. A lot of drugs, a lot of music. That's how we do. <laughs> Get In bed by nine. <laughs> Oh, man, my voice sounds like I've been smoking a pack a day for like 20 years. So I apologize for everybody listening. Um, yeah, I think this was a product of the last few weeks. <laughs> the last few Absolutely. days, actually. Yeah, so what's been going on? What have, what have we been up to? What have we been up to? We just had a very large weekend. We, we I was down in Melbourne, uh, came down on Thursday. Uh, we went to... See a little band called My Chemical Romance. Um, long time coming. Um, fucking, I still can't believe that after, you know, I haven't seen them since 2012 when they last were here. The fact that we nearly were going to see them at the start of 2020 and we li- the gig was literally cancelled like days beforehand. It's pretty surreal to think like, over, like three years later, really, we finally saw them. So that's really the crux of what's been going on. Yeah, and they're amazing. Like, I went Friday night with you, Nick and May, Lauren. International listeners, get around them. Lauren, it was a time. Yeah, so Nick and May came over as well. So they were were over for Thursday night and Friday night uh, for MCR and then um, into the weekend where we attended Parish Fest as well. How good was Parish Fest? It was awesome. It was a it was a vibe. Uh, lots of great bands, lots of good people around. Like the the weather was awesome. It was just it was fucking really awful. good. It was weird weather, dude. Hey, it was like so yeah. warm and like Windy. a little bit gross, but it, it was nice. I'm glad it didn't rain. I was allowed to wear shorts and a tee all day, and it didn't get cold, so it was a good time. Yeah, some some late nights though. Oh, I was feeling. Yeah, how did you go? Could you actually? You drove me home on the on the Friday night, and you took me into yep. the city on the Saturday night, so I could go home from there. How did you fare out? That would have been way past your bedtime. Yeah, I was uh, Friday night or Saturday morning. I got to bed at like twenty past one, and then yeah. up at like seven with the kids. And uh, Sunday was like twelve thirty, up at six, something like that. Soft. Yeah, had a nice nap on. Sunday afternoon. This is a rare. You should have given you some more dirt naps in the pit on Saturday, Dave. <laughs> should have doled out at least one. Yeah, I know. It, was, it, wasn't, it wasn't that kind of crowd, though. It's a bit different no. to what I was expecting. Hey. Yeah, it was very um, somber. It wasn't as uh, electric as, as we've seen stay gold in previous times. Yeah. I think, though, um, fuck, I guess we'll just do the whole Parish Fest bit here now. I mean, Bloom Headline, it was, it was an awesome day. Like, I mean, let's let's just fucking get into it. Let's get into Parish Fest. Yep. Headline by Bloom, put on by Lost Soul Bookings, which I think is the second year they've done a Parish Fest, right? And I think, so. um, I think this was an epic lineup. Bloom, Better Half made a comeback. Their first show in, uh, in a hot minute. We had Future Static, Inertia, Outloved, Excuse for an Exit, um, Keepsake, one that we really love. Yep. Agapantha, Some Heard Trouble, A Swift Farewell, heaps of bands. And I think a lot of bands that you saw for the first time as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think everyone except for Bloom were 
first time seeing. Awesome. So, yeah, better half really blew me away with like How good the, were they? The crowd interaction, the new songs, um, and some heard trouble. That was the first time I've seen them. I'm pretty sure. So that it was awesome to really connect the dots there. I will say, some heard trouble. That was maybe the best time I've seen them play. Mm. Like they sounded so good. And I don't know if it was because I had the earplugs in and it was the first time I've been to Stay Gold. Normally the acoustics kind of fuck with my ears a bit. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that had anything to do with it, but they sounded real tight. Didn't miss a beat. They're always fun yeah. to see. That was sick. And the um, Enter Shikari cover. How cool was that? That was cool. Uh, you know me, I like a track of cover. And no I think most bands should play a cover early yeah. in the day. If you're, if you're like, if there's a if there's a bill and there's how many bands here? Three, six, nine, ten bands. Fuck, ten bands we saw. Yeah. If you're there, are ten bands on the bill. If you're the first five, you probably should play a cover. Yeah. Just saying. Mate, the crowd gets around covers like you wouldn't believe. It's yeah, such absolutely. A, such a good uh, little thing for goodwill. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, so who do you think best on ground for the day was if you had to take away Bloom and Better Half? Because I think we both agree they were nearly a step above the rest. Rightfully so too, but yeah. Yeah. I think uh, Keepsake and Some Had Trouble on, on a, in that upper echelon, I think, of the, the rest of the bands for me. Yeah. Yeah, I think Keepsake, always one of my favorite bands to see. Um, they were a fantastic. Uh, I think Inertia, that was probably also the best time I'd seen them play before. Okay. I think they sounded real tight. Um, and it was just yeah, really good. And then I think I want to shout out a Swift Farewell. They're um, you know, a local Sydney band. Um, they're the nicest people as well. And it was good seeing the Melbourne crowd show up for them. That was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, yeah, they may be lacking a, a guitar and a bassist. Just I think they've gone through a bit of a lineup change. I think, I think they're getting there. Good on them for showing up though and come down for Sydney from Sydney to play like yeah. first. It's a it's a big leap of faith. So I think a lot of people 100%. were in the crowd for them as well. So they had a good showing. Yeah. I just realized I just shout out nearly every Sydney band on the lineup. Maybe I'm a fucking I'm a Sydney sider now. Oh my god. <laughs> Please leave. Fuck off, Dave. You love <laughs> Sydney. I tolerate um, Sydney. Fuck but what else has been going on? Oh, yeah, go on. It was awesome to see Bloom again, obviously. Um, you've been telling me for ages about these new songs. How good were they? Mate. Oh. They were harder. They were faster. They were. They played the heavy ones this weekend. Um, I'm keen for you to hear some of the slower ones because they are like chef's kiss. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, but it was good that. And I think what I really liked about this Bloom set was they played a lot of old songs that I haven't heard them play quite in a while. Oh, they opened with um, they opened with "Cure Me," which is just like when was their first song, right? It's just absolutely incredible. They played um, "Phantom Pain," which is my favorite song off Past Tense. It was just, I think, a really good, well-rounded set. Uh, yep. And fuck, I can't wait for them to release new music. Yeah, I think they're chomping at the bit too, as well. And then they rolled straight into to Bad Omens. In yeah. Sydney. Well- Bloom on top at the moment, hey. The the two sold out Bloom um, Bad Omen shows supporting them, that's going to be massive for them, I think. Yeah, absolutely. They're, they're going to bridge some gaps for sure. And and I think I think their new songs are really going to appeal to a bit of a different market, more of that heavier kind of 
maybe not like melodic hardcore market or, or that like local scene, but the Bad Omens fan might get into them because I know that they also like, you know, heavier music and more metalcore stuff. It's almost like the new Bloom tracks kind of brink on the metalcore side of what a counterpart song would be. Yeah. Um, while also keeping true to the melodic hardcore kind of aspect of the band. So I think that they're really good shows for them to have jumped on. So absolutely massive. Yeah, I agree. Now, we, you did attend a, a show before coming down to Melbourne this weekend. Do you want to tell yeah, us? Yeah, I went to a show last weekend. There was, I mean, there was a heap of shows on, like um, Movements, Boston Manor on, um, Sayosin played. Um, I was a bit crooked, didn't get to all of them, but I did go to the Mum Jeans and Microwave show in Sydney uh, with support from Toddy. And I actually did that writing for Hysteria magazine, did a bit of a gig review for them. Still pinch myself that that happened. I know it's just a gig review. It's nothing like crazy, but, you know, you grow up reading all these articles that come out every week and, you know, that's a big part of like my day-to-day life. And Dav actually have one that I put my words out there. It was, um, it was pretty cool and it was a good opportunity and I'm so stoked that, um, yeah, they, they, they liked my article enough to actually post it. Yeah. It was a great article, dude. Like, yeah. Thanks, man. Writing from, from Instagram has really, like, kind of grown yeah. over the last year and a bit and really translated to, to that review. So we'll put a put a link into the show notes for that as well because yeah, it's a great, it. great read. I think um, just on that show as well, I mean, Mum Jeans, like, I love Mum Jeans. Um, their new album, Sweet Tooth, might be actually my favourite song of theirs. I know it's probably not the most popular compared to their first album, which is very much revered in, in that whole Midwest emo, like indie punk kind of scene. But um, they put on a hell of a show. They played like nearly 20 songs or 17 songs, I think it was in the end. Like for a band of that size, it's pretty it's pretty special. And, you know, they played an all-ages show for, for an international band of that size to put on an all-ages show and for it to like get pretty packed. Only all-ages show of the tour. I think it was just really special. There was a lot of people there that you could tell were a bit younger, but I think that that was like... That was me, you know, 15 years ago. 15 years ago? Yeah, 15 years ago. And I think it's just, um, I love that. I want to see more of that. Nice. Yeah, me too. I think the All Ages show is good. And they were going up against, what are they going up against? Boston Manor Saison. or Sayosin? So, Well, Boston Manor Movement's on the Central Coast or Newcastle. And yeah. then Sayosin across town. So, yeah, good on them. I mean, that's, that's a lot to compete against. Yeah. And always good to see some friendly faces there. So... Yeah, that was a, that was a good night. Awesome. Um, but what's coming up? Before we get to the MyChem stuff, let's do our usual usual yep. rubbish dribble. <laughs> I'm uh, going ahead to the the Bendigo Hotel on on Saturday night for the Fever Shack uh, album release. Are you going to go to that? Yeah, I'm so jealous because they played in Sydney. This weekend that just passed when I was in Melbourne. Yeah. It was a bit devo, but. Looking forward to it. Uh, they're playing with Trench Knife and a couple other of those local hardcore bands are on the up and coming, but um, I really enjoy the uh, Raw Dog and Reality. And um, yeah, looking forward to seeing him again. It's a fantastic album. Like, I think I like it more than their first album. Yeah. They've definitely, like, honed their sound. I don't want to say refined, but they're really, like, know what they're doing and know the, yeah. the 
the crowd they're catering to. So it's it's going to be awesome to see those new songs in action. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I just realised Heat are playing with them on Saturday. That's going to be awesome. I'm jealous as. Maybe I'll send you a video. And just to mention that, I think it's pretty special that they're playing on the Knockley show in Melbourne as well on oh, Thursday. Yeah. Or tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, fuck, when's this coming out? Tomorrow, Friday? They're playing with Knock Loose. And I thought that was pretty fucking little hardcore band playing with Knock Loose at the, uh, at the Colonial Hotel. That's going to be an awesome show. Yeah. They're going to gain some fans from there for sure. Um, fucking Knock Loose sideshow. So I'm still spewing they're not playing in Sydney sideshow, but that's all right. I probably needed the rest this week anyway. <laughs> yeah. Were you going on Saturday anyway? To not yeah, fest, a bit of, of not fest action. Uh, I'll be, I'll be going after, um, Midday, I don't think there are any good pans playing before then, so I'll just uh, <laughs> uh, shots fired. But um, no, I'll go. I'll go. I'll go early. I'll see the um, bad onions or whatever these kids are calling them these days. Uh, I'll see them. Malevolence are playing early, so pretty keen for that. And then Alpha Wolf, uh, Knock Loose, like story of the year. And then to be honest, I'm going to fucking take it pretty easy. <laughs> you know, I'm pretty tired from this weekend, so we'll see how we go. Hang around for Parkway. Oh, absolutely! I can't wait. Pyrotechnics. They were they like I haven't. There's no lie that I haven't loved their maybe last two albums, but I do respect them and I, I do want to see them live because they always put on a good show. When I absolutely. went to Good Things, I didn't. I got a bit bored in their set, but I can't. I can't knock that it was incredible to watch. It was a spectacle. So, yeah. Can't wait to see what you think. Um, I don't know. I don't fucking even know what other gigs are coming up. March is a pretty hectic month. Um, and I know gigs have been pretty hectic, but I think there's been a lot of music that's come out as well. It's like, I, I'll send you pre, pre the call. Like it's kind of like single season. All these bands are releasing singles and these albums are going to come and it's just going to be pretty cooked. Yeah, I agree. I think the, the ones that, yeah, ones that have stood out for me, I mean, incendiary, I think we both we both really like them. Yep. That single, uh, Bite the Hook, was just vintage incendiary. So was so st- I'm stoked about that. Blue Eyed Boy by Trophy Eyes. I'm really liking I'm really liking the sound on this song. Mm-hmm. Kind of like bridge the gap between the singles and really the American Dream and Chemical Miracle in a way. There was a bit of everything in it, I think. Not as heavy, but I thought that was really good. You know, Hot Mulligan Hot Mulligan released a new song. And Shikari released another single that I'm in love with, like Drain. Like, there's just so much music out there that's coming out for these albums, and fuck, it's going to be a good rest of the year of music. Yeah, it's really ramping up. I've got a couple that um, I really have been bumping lately, and that's um, Stay Away by Common Rule with Fox Lake. Yeah, nice. That was sick. Um, Vacant. <laughs> yep. Um Saving by Saving Face, that's a, another one that got shared in their Melbourne like hardcore band. And one that came out yesterday was uh, Illicit Fear by Terminal Sleep. They are they came out yesterday, yeah, they are so good. You've seen them before, they played at that Frankston show, right? Yeah, Singing Bird, yeah, nice, yeah, they're, they're really, really good, good yeah. And they're like, you can you can hear the technicality, the like. The it's members of Starve as well. So, yeah, it's like um, a good mosh metal band. Yeah, yeah. So that's sick. I'm looking forward to whatever they've got coming this year. Yeah, nice. It's gonna be awesome. 
Yeah, it's fucking good year for music. Good year for vinyl. Let's lead us to yeah. the next bit. I'm just going to steal this off you, Dave. Well, what are your yeah. latest pickups? All right, so I've had a few things come in. Um, the Good Charlotte, Young and the Hopeless repress. Thank you, Nick. Outfitters. Thank you, Nick. We love you. Um, well, I, I, I never said that. That was Dave. You fucking what? bum. <laughs> uh, next, we ha- I had uh, Converge, Unloved and Weeded Out, the compilation from their early stuff with some demos, nice. and that's like a glow-in-the-dark, so that's... I'll tell you what, that record had been staring me in the face at Resist every time I'd walk in there, and I'm like, like, I know I, saw, I, I gave you that Converge record that I found there, mm-hmm. and I'm like, fuck, do I, do I, I do want to get their records one day, but I just haven't yet, but now it's gone, so it's good, I don't have to look at it every time. <laughs> and then I, when, when I caught up with you on the weekend, you uh, handed me Anxious New Shape 7-inch. Nice. Uh, Koyo, 10 Digits Away, and End and Cult Leader, Gather and Mourn. Very nice. Very incredible. Like, really good split. That was one of my favorite EPs of last year. Have you listened to the Anxious 7 Inch yet? Or had you listened to that on streaming? Yeah. Only. I. Go on. Only a little bit. Not as much as. Didn't pay as much attention as I did when I spun the 7 Inch. I love. The uh, Dante's Afternoon on that 7-inch. Yeah, I think Afternoon's one of my favourite songs from the album. And I think that song, like, it's a bit of like a reprise or whatever you want to fucking call it version. I just love it. I put it on and that's like the best song on that 7-inch. In my opinion. I thought it was really cool. Yeah, it's pretty chill, pretty cool. I like the uh, different take. I might actually listen to that right after this pod. Mm, Good idea. What What have you had come in? So... I also have gotten Good Charlotte, The Young and the Hopeless. I do love you, Nick. Thank you very much for picking that up. Um, I also got The End and Cult Leader EP, uh, the normal cover, but the Butterfly variant. I got my copy of No Matter Where It Ends by Black Sheep Wall. That came actually a while ago. I'm just starting to slowly like unpack these boxes and pick up boxes (laughs) fucking toll. So um, I did get that. Uh, like a week or two ago, along with finally, I got a copy of With Roots Above and Branches Below by The Devil Wears Prada. Big shout out to you, uh, Webby, Jackson, and Nick, actually all been on the pod. Um, all like, yeah, put in on the wheel to get a few spots selflessly to help me get this copy. So, yeah, so stoked about that. It was, it was, it was a very good moment spitting that one. So, thank you for that. Uh, and then. On the weekend, obviously, seeing you, you, uh, you had a copy of Eternal Emotion, Search for Purpose, mm-hmm. um, which I haven't actually spun yet, but I did spin the other records you gave me, which was the Death Cab for Cutie 7-inch, I Will Possess Your Heart. Um, I do lo- I do have like this quiet love for Death Cab, especially the earlier stuff. You know, I was a bit of a, a sad boy, as you all know, but through high school, I'd listen to a lot of Death Cab. <laughs> and then last but not least, um, you, you kindly gifted me uh, Songs to Scream at the Sun by Have Heart. It was a first press, right? Um, Second? I'm not sure. It's a pretty early nice. Early press, I know that much. Yeah, it's an early press. Pretty nice, clear blue. I've spun it like three times already. I've got it on the camera. People can't see this, but yeah, it's very nice. And um, we've been talking a lot about it and yeah. I was so surprised when you had it because I told you don't worry about it. I'll find a copy, but no, I do appreciate it, man. It was a no. big record for me. Absolutely. And I knew it was. And 
it's gone to a fitting home. It's just that style of hardcore, like early on. It got me into a lot of music, and I think um, it's aged so well, and it just never comes up. Have they not pressed it again? Or more often? Yeah. They've just done those, the like the old cover ones, the silver ones. There's a, t- a yeah. few of those around, but I think they went really quickly too. I don't it's like the silver like, cover. No, me either, but um, it's just one of those records that people keep. Like They're not like a FOMO purchase. No. It's, like, it's like a... You buy it because you want it. Yeah. I've tried really hard not to listen to it too much lately as well because I know we've been talking about it quite a lot lately. And I'm like, I'll get a copy and I'll spin it again. Spinning it like... And I was texting you and I was like fucking getting right into it. So, <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much for that. No, you're welcome. Did also actually want to shout out. I know we haven't got it yet, but the pre-order for Coming Home by Falling in Reverse. Just another band that might help me get cancelled, but um, I'm so stoked they pressed that. I don't, I don't call out a lot of pre-orders at the time, but that was one that I was like, fuck, I, I love that album. It was their last album. I, I think they won't do another album, in my opinion. So very stoked that that came out. Mm-hmm. That had been in the works for a while, though, hadn't it? Well, fucking Mad Dog got that copy, that test press in the wild that he bought off some geezer in the, in, in, in the US. And uh, I don't know how he convinced this guy to sell it to him, but he had a copy and it was turns out it was real. So <laughs> fucking well done. Mad dog, gotta love him. He he hustles. You gotta love. You love to see it. Yeah, absolutely. But do we do we just kick into the next? Is there anything else you want to talk about vinyl wise? No, I've got nothing in the works unless um, we've got some stuff coming from the states. Fuck. Actually, I did want to actually make one more plug. Um, another pre-order that came out recently. That I know, I know I've spoken to you many times about, a lot of our friends have spoken to about, but um, Stiff Cut Records, I wanted to shout out and give them props for for doing a repress on um, Agnes Manor's Fantasia Famish. Mm-hmm. There's a record that I think me, a few, few people that I talk to regularly, we've been after that record for a while. It's a big shout out to like Sean and Alex, especially Sean. I know he's wanted that copy for a hot minute. Um, you can't find a copy in the wild, just fucking press it yourself, right? So um, that was also one that I actually wanted to call out. So... I think there's still copies available on their website. Go, go pick that up because it's a special album, I think. And if, you, if it hasn't connected with you yet, it will at one point. So go buy it. Yeah, go and buy it. I feel like vinyl vinyl games like slowed down, hey? Uh, for us, it has. I think there's lots of drops that we're just kind of passing, being able to pass on. Things are, things are tightening up. and Things I'm, are I'm, tightening up. Most of Exit. my yeah yeah most of my pre-orders are coming in and that incoming list is getting smaller and yeah it's just all part of it. I've got uh, I think only, I've only got one record in transit and that's uh, Quicksand Slip that's coming from the states so that'll be a few weeks away still. Lovely. I'm just looking at my pre-orders. Who did I pre-order Deadlights for? Because I didn't want that. Anyways, that's a story for another day. <laughs> Anyways, what's next, Dave? What do you got for us? Uh, we're getting to the depressing topic for today. What do you got this week? Because I need I need some reprieve. My voice is fucking dying. <laughs> All right. So what we wanted to talk about was my chem and their tour. And- wait, wait, wait. Hold up. 
how do you do this every time? The pressing suggestions, Dave. Let's go. <laughs> Fucking hell. Oh, man. Play soccer one night, and then all of a sudden, he's got bloody baby brain. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> pressing suggestions. I went straight past that. Sorry. Um, my pressing suggestion uh, is a band from Florida, Straight Edge Hardcore. Do you know what it is? Uh, that narrows Envision. it Envision. It is Envision. You mean Envision. not shutting up about them? Envision. I know, because they're really, really good. I think they are very good. They could have come out in like the 2000s, but they fit perfectly in right now at the moment. And yep. it's a bit of a uh, breath, of, breath of fresh air with all uh, the hardcore stuff going on that's very... Um, like there's a lot of New York style heart stuff and a lot of um, uh, California hardcore going on. Yeah, and these guys from Florida are just just doing the more like early day stuff. So yeah, I I found these guys on Twitter. I think they're doing a tour in Tokyo with Magnitude. So I'm a big fan mm-hmm. of Magnitude, and I was like, oh, I've never seen this band before so i just there was they just shared the tool poster nice. tried to find whatever i could they've got no social media accounts only a band awesome. camp that's awesome that is hardcore <laughs> so i found that they're, they're on streaming luckily and uh so i went to their band camp they've got records so i'm gonna i've got them on my want list in, discourse, nice. in case something pops up but they're just really cool like i've i've been getting into more of that 2000s metalcore hardcore stuff yeah and it's it's just that traditional style and it's done really well you get solos you get breakdowns you get everything and yeah i'm really enjoying it and they haven't really got that many tracks i think they've they've probably got an album in the works at the moment there was a single that came out late last year yeah and um yeah so i'm really looking forward to that i don't know how i'm gonna find out about about it because (laughs) there's no social media presence no. Nah. There are nothing. Nothing. Maybe are there well, a label that's going to post about it? I think I'm following the labels that their previous stuff came out on, so we'll just have to wait and see. No, Jesus. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so the songs I picked are All I Have, I Give, and What Lies Within. Nice. So, of their 2019 EP, In Desperation. Nice. Yeah. Very good. Well... I struggled because, like I said, there's a lot of new music coming out. I'm listening to a lot of My Chemical Romance stuff we've already spoken about. But I'm going with a new release that is probably for me, I can't think, it's 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 going to be up there for Front Runner for EP of the Year at this point in time, if I'm being honest. Uh, let me just double check that claim. Yeah, it'd be pretty close. I Probably similar with my last um, EP that I, or feature record that I, I featured. This one is the X Weapon X and World of Pleasure uh, split. Oh, yeah, um, I, I really like X Weapon X, and it's just really because I've really I've re- always liked Knock Loose Connection, a bit of a sim for Knock Loose. So back when they released their last um, their demo, I got around that a little bit. Um, but then they did this split with World of Pleasure, who I've seen pop up quite a lot. I've been told to listen to them, but I honestly never have until this split came out. The X Weapon X songs are absolutely unreal, and then the World of Pleasure tracks, honestly, are nearly my favourite ones on the on the on the split. And they they're just really end good, me. Aren't they? they just end. They're just like because X Weapon X is first, and it punches you in the teeth 
fucking cheeky sample at the start, which I absolutely love in this like whole hardcore metalcore space. Yep. And then it ends with it in the world of pleasure tracks. And it's just, yeah, they worked well on this one. I know they both played the LBD fest on the weekend. So I'm hoping some videos come out from that. Cause I'd love to see them play some of these songs together, but yeah, it's fucking brilliant. Have you listened to it? Yeah. Um, I gave it one listen. It was really good. I think I also saw a video pop up of world of pleasure. Because uh, the singer was getting around in like a full leg knee brace, like she just had ACL surgery or or That's something sick. like a knee rico. So really, really pushing the letter there. Yeah, it's sick. Um, yeah, it's just like they're they're hardcore metalcore stuff. Like it's it's not traditional hardcore. It's not old school metalcore. It's a bit of the blend of the new age stuff. So yeah. it doesn't have that kind of like softer not softer sound but you know what i mean like a bit more of a distant sound it feels like it's like right up in your face yeah and um it makes you just want to break things and i love that so yeah it's very good my favorite songs oh. probably not the main songs to be honest um the weapon x song x weapon x song i want to call out is domination three i think it's just it's it's probably harder than than pain in blood then the song i want to call out probably my favorite is uzi's akimbo the last song by world of pleasure I think it's just awesome. And then the feature, the samples I use at the end just makes me want to listen to it again. Like, fucking ticket through the turnstile round two. Let's go. So, I love that shit. Yeah, it's awesome. So, we've got two polarizing hardcore medical bands, or three. It's going on. Next next time i got to do a pop record. Yeah. Fucking bring this back to where, where our podcast lies. Pink bought an album out, didn't she? <laughs> do that. Actually, I'll tell you what, a lot of people aren't going to like <laughs> Don't this. Don't say it. What? Do not. What? Do not tell me about Pink. No, you fucking knob. Miley Cyrus released a record, and I really like that record. i got friends that love pop music, and they're like, it's a bit boring, it's a bit one-dimensional, but I disagree. I think it's way better than any of the other pop stuff she's written, and it's probably never going to get as big, so it's actually a little bit disappointing, but... What do you do? Save it for the pop episode, I guess. I think the Peaches EP is coming out soon, I think. So when's that coming out? Let me check right now because I'm really keen for that. 28th of April, one month away, Dave. Yep. I'm going to do a a Peach PRC emergency pod. (laughs) Okay. How long should we be going for? Like six months? What? When was the last time she released music? She's got like a single that came out like two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's an emergency. Fucking please, Dave. I'll tell you what, I've got tickets to that show. I'm going to stand out like a sore thumb. <laughs> I own the own black clothes and I don't know anyone else going. So <laughs> we'll see how we go. Well, there you go. So should we now get into the pressing topic? Are you ready? Let's play the smash and then we'll see you on the other side. Play the smash.
So, My Chemical Romance came to Australia. We mentioned it at the top of the pod. It was a long time in the coming. They hadn't been here since 2012. And then when they toured Danger Days, was it 2012 or 2013? Fuck, I should have done my homework. Let's start this again. <laughs> so they, I saw something today that they announced their, they were calling it quits 10 years today. 10 years ago. So it can't have been yeah. 2013. I, well, the reason I remember this is because I was at their last show or their last tour when they were in Melbourne. Can you believe these fucking fake fans out here made them play Festival Hall? What do you mean made them? That's where they played their last show because people just didn't, people weren't getting around their new album, which I don't fucking get. Danger Days is elite and it's aged incredibly well and I will die on this hill. I'll probably fight people over their opinion on this because it's fucking bad take. Anyways, we're not we're not that podcast. We're we're not. It's in their top four. <laughs> Fuck off. Fuck off. So last I, last time I saw them was the first of February, twenty twelve. Right here, Dave. See the photo? Wait, no. Where is it? Yep. Yeah. Taken on a potato. Good job. Anyways, and it was incredible. It was at Festival Hall. It was a very good show. And then fast forward to. The week of Download Festival. Can you believe they cancelled it on the Thursday before the Saturday? Fucking COVID-19. Fucking Wuhan. Bastards, man. Could have just come. I would have gone early. Everyone would have gone early and we would have just figured it out. But no. Three years later, it was well worth the wait, I think. What do you think? Yeah, well, this is the first time seeing them. So I didn't really have like a measuring stick marker. (laughs) But they were... (laughs) Well, I'm picturing is you going up to a gig with a measuring stick, being like, hmm, is this any good today? Fingers in the air. Yeah. <laughs> Just with going. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I had no point of reference to no. uh, reference back to, but I was pleasantly surprised, like basically almost blown away with how clean and and good they sound and, and just the whole round, the all-round performance. They were, I mean, uh, I'll say this before the for before the show. So I was a little bit nervous about what we'd get. I'd, I'd say, I'd know other people had gone, fuck, I'm about to die. <coughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, I was a bit nervous about what we we're going to get because I didn't know if they were going to be that tight. I know other people had seen them in other states beforehand because they played in Brisbane first and then Melbourne. But I was still a little bit nervous. And the reason I was a bit nervous was because what made a My Chem show so crazy was like Gerard was so crazy. And, you know, I've tried to get you to watch Life on the Murder Scene a hundred times. And it tells a story about how he was like crazy and and alcoholic. And then he was still crazy when he was sober. And I think his show and his presence on stage was always a big part of their act. And I was like, how is this going to happen? He was still crazy as fuck. (laughs) Yeah, we got Gollum. We got Gollum. We got Dad Hatch right away in Melbourne night two. It was fucking good as. Yeah. Uh, he was really, and, um, yeah, really good. And he had his, like, stand thing. Has he always had that th- that mixer pedal stand? No. I, yeah, I think I saw, um, who put it on Twitter? Chase from what we did on the weekend on Twitter was like, I didn't have Dradway doing a, doing an equipment rundown on my bucket list, on my bingo list of uh, 2023. I found that quite funny. Um, but it was true. No, he never used to play with that. Okay. 
And I think when you listen to like Foundations of Decay, they must have been playing around with that kind of equipment because you can hear a lot of that kind of like reverb and feedback in the song. And I think that's how they do it. And that's how we got these vocals that way. But I'm here for it. It made it made a lot of difference and a lot of impact in a lot of these songs. Yeah, for sure. And like a lot of other bands would just have like a backing track or or someone yeah. else doing that. So for him to be able to like have the presence of mind to to be able to go and make those adjustments in the middle of a song, halfway yeah. through in between songs and kind of nail it is pretty pretty incredible. No, one hundred percent. And I think um all the band members were good. So, fuck, like Ray Toro, incredible. I've always said I reckon he had like 12 fingers, like six fingers on each hand the way he played. Like, and you watch him play and it's just like incredible. Uh, Frank Hero has just always been like amazing. And I've told you many times mm-hmm. what I think he's impacted to these songs were. And then Mikey Way has the fucking easiest job in the world. Fuck, I could go up there, cunt, and play bass for My Chemical Romance. <laughs> I didn't see him play a note. I think he just held his bass up over his head and just like pretended. Nah, I I um, I want to say a bit of a funny story here. Like Frank and um, Mikey were always the two that I really wanted to be, and I could never pick which one. So I remember when I was younger, um, I got my mum and my dad. They bought me a black bass guitar. I remember when I learned how to play it, I had to get black fingerless gloves so I could be like Frank. Mm-hmm. And I was I wore glasses and I had a side fringe like Mikey. <laughs> it was the fucking the most loser shit I've ever done in my life. But oh, I loved seeing them. It was it was so nostalgic and like I was a fucking mess. Like I think I had constant happy tears flowing all night. Um, not blubbering, but I was just like happy crying. It was it was just really special. And um, like that Friday, like you mentioned with Nick and May, you Lauren was there. Just like people that like you know I, I really care for. And then at the venue, I saw so many people that I'd been friends with, like, and I, I'd talk to here and then. Just everyone was there. Like, all my friends, really, in one, in, one, in one way or another, that listened to this kind of music were there. And just special. Just a really special night. Yeah, it was. And then, like, Jimmy Eat World were almost the perfect support, I think, for me. Like, I know there's been some other supports, and I had my little wish list, and... Even What's going on with late. Thursday? Are they going to come here? Um, maybe. I don't maybe know. It's going to be hard. Back. It's going to be hard with um, Tucker and Tim playing in Ellis Dunes. So unless mm. they like, unless Ellis Dunes support Thursday and Australia tour, I don't see it really happening. Yeah. At the moment, but look, anything can happen. Just bringing out a book, so. But, I guess you uh, could say anything is possible if you just believe. Yeah. If you, want you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying there, do you? No. <laughs> Showing my age. <laughs> yeah. I'm older Jimmy than Jimmy Well. Yeah, Jimmy Well was sick. Like Fucking I so good, right? Had a couple of chances to see them like previously and kind of been like, oh, on the fence about them. But through COVID, I really gave their back catalogue like a really good listening to, I guess. Yeah. And, and picked up their records and they were yeah. So good. So they, clean. They're incredibly good, bro. Yeah. And I don't know, the crab was only into it for really the last three songs. It's really sad for them. Like, not sad for them, but it's just unfortunate that they've got a song like The Middle that's like like a worldwide yeah. banger and people yeah. just kind of wait for that because some of their early stuff is just as good. It's just not as poppy, obviously. But, um, yeah. yeah, it was a bit of a... 
interesting crowd as well. Fuck, they were short as fuck, bro. That was the shortest crowd I've ever seen in my life, man. I could have gotten on my knees I would have seen over these people, bro. I could not believe how short they were. And, and, and not that I have a problem, but I fucking swear to God, if one more small person makes me feel bad for being tall, I'm going to just like launch them into the fucking barrier at the front. Yeah. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear about, look at this guy. I paid I paid the same price you paid for, love. Like, just shush. And you were standing to the side as well. Like, you could not have gotten, like, you were basically on your own, the side. Like, I could see, I'll stand yeah. behind you. Anyway. I mean, I definitely stood in front of some short people in Sydney. And uh, they were, like, so shitty, talking shit all night about how I was standing in the way. And at the end of the, at the last song, they were like, hey, can I get on your shoulders? And I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> and they ended up getting on the shoulders of the people next to me. And I was like, as long as you're not in front of me, I don't care. Yeah, what a weird request. I was sweaty ass too. I'm telling you what, yeah. the, these these women did not want that. <laughs> Very moist. That moisture. Moist <laughs> no. um, on the back and the front from tears and sweat. Yeah, now, now that I've got this little fucking mullet that I'm trying to grow out, it gets much more sweatier back there. <laughs> I noticed that on Saturday. It was, yeah. Oh, thanks, man. Stream, streaming with water. Thanks, man. I'm not insecure about that at all, so I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, so, okay, so we spoke about what we think overall. Um, what did you think of the lineup on the, this lineup, the set list on the night? All right, let's go through it. I think it was pretty good. I, obviously, I would have liked a few more songs from, from Bullets, but I kind of surrendered to the fact that we wouldn't get that many. Actually, um, how about this way? How about we do it this way? How about how many songs do you reckon they played across this total tour? In total? Individual songs. Individual songs. So I think the average set list, so I've got all the set lists here 22. on my screen. It's 20. It was about yeah, 20, 20 to 22, depending on the yeah. night. I'm going to say 37 tracks, 37 different songs. Oh, really? It was actually yeah. only 31 unique oh. songs they played. Okay. Now, when you break it down by albums or B-sides or whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. they played 31 individual songs, eight songs from the Buck Parade they played on this tour, along with eight songs from Three Cheers. They're the first, they're the, they're the most that they played. So they, they, they serviced, you know, the, the, the good stuff, right? Six songs from Danger Days across the tour. They played three songs from Bullets. Yeah. Which is a bit sad. I would have liked one or two more. And all the rest, they played two songs from Conventional Weapons that nearly appeared on every show. Yeah. And then so- all the rest of the songs were just like singles or B-sides. Yeah. Which is pretty sick. I like the, I like the B-side element. Also, hadn't really listened to a lot of conventional weapons either. So, like, The Kids From Yesterday was, like, a song that probably... Not from that? That's nah, a Danger Days, Convention- Oh, sorry. <laughs> What's song- what did we get in Melbourne from conventional weapons? We got, we got Boy Division. Yeah. And we got The World Is Ugly. Okay. Right. So, yeah. I made a mistake there. So... Yeah, but The World Is Ugly is a pretty good song too. Oh, it's a fantastic song, hey. Yeah. I think that's that was I mean, I like I Boy Division, it's probably the most popular one off the off the whole EP suite they did. Yeah. But The World Is Ugly is a better song. Like I said this to you, I said this to everyone that I was really with. 
as I saw the lineups come out each night, like everyone did, we looked at the lineups every night and we're like, fuck, they're doing different songs. Like, what are we going to get tonight? And I was just like, I understand that it was a part in there. It was, a, it was a, they put five EPs out, like a bunch of tracks. I get it. But like, you don't need to prove it to anyone. Like you don't need to play them, you know? I'm grateful that I got to see some of these songs, but because like I didn't get to see them last time because they broke up before these. Uh, sorry, they last came to Australia before these came out. But yeah, they don't. They don't have, you don't have to prove anything, guys. Just don't play them. Like play more of the play more bullets or play more of anything. Like you know. So yeah. it's all right though. Oh, it was a good spread though, I think. And the big surprise for me was "Bury Me in Black," which it's like it was like a metal song. Sounded like Iron Maiden came out after. Bury me in black. No, no, no. Yeah, bit of bit of a, a demo. Yeah. Um, it was an old song. It came out like just after Three Cheers. I think it was a demo for when they write the record. So it was on Life on the Murder Scene. If you yeah. if you're if you're an album person, um, I remember they had like a really cool cover. Like it was a Bury me in black, and it had like the cat on the on like a cat on the cover. Okay. And I remember I could listen to it on my iPod Nano, and it was like, yeah. Deep cuts, man. Deep cuts are good. It, it was good, and people went off for it, so it's it's good to see. Yeah. So overall, I was pretty happy. There's a couple of songs that obviously I didn't know that well from from like uh, from conventional weapons, and um, but I was really happy with especially the encore. I thought the encore was really good. Yeah, I think so. I think unfortunately on Melbourne, so we had. I'm just doing the math right now as we speak. So we had. 10 songs that they played on every show. So to have 10 songs they played on every show, the other 11 songs we had, wherever many it was, yeah, the other 11 songs we had weren't played at every show, which I thought was actually pretty, pretty good blend in that Melbourne night too that we went to. It's a pretty good stat. Yeah, very good. I think, um, yeah, so Birmingham Black, they only played that three times across the whole tour. Um, I think my favorite song from the night, oh, it's hard to pick to be honest, but I probably went the hardest at Skylines and Turnstiles. Yeah. I think there's no lie that that album is nearly like my most listened to in adult life. Like, and I think it just is more what I listen to. I've spoken to about it before on the pod, but I was itching for a song of bullets all night. And I think when it came on at the start of the encore, it just like set something off in me. If they played Our Lady of Sorrows like they did every other fucking night, <laughs> I maybe wouldn't have gone as crazy by the time Skylines came on. But, yeah, it was a special moment for me. Mm, I just love the guitar and the intro. I love the the single pluck strings and all yeah. that kind of stuff. You don't get that a lot anymore. No. Um, so I think that they opened every night with the Foundations of Decay, which a great opening song in my opinion. Um, I know we broke it down on our second episode. Well, I could, it was kind of like our first episode. Yeah. We did the intro and then we did that record, that episode, right? Yeah. We did break it down and it was so cool to see it live. And it's kind of transformed a little bit from the recording, which is also pretty awesome. So they kind of run with a few things and like change it up a little bit, which is what you want to see. But it didn't lose its its charm or its spookiness. And Yeah. I think what I really like about it, so I think about their, their their tours, right? And like the Black Parade obviously being they used to open that tour every 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 night on the Black Parade tour they played the end to begin with, and it's like 
this kind of like welcoming, come, like the welcome to the show kind of vibe. And I think the fact that ev- they came out, everyone went absolutely fucking apeshit. And then they start playing that song and it's really soft. I thought it was just a really cool way to kind of start the show again. It's almost like another version of the end that leads into dead in a way that it kind of builds really soft to really like, like um, hard. I thought it was awesome. I really like seeing the song and I actually think it's one of the best songs I've written. I think I said that in that episode mm-hmm. um, when we yeah. did it, but I think it's a great song. It's going to age really well and I've been listening to it heaps since the show. It's like two songs though too, so it transforms yeah. like mid threat like three minutes yeah. in and yeah. then it kind of ramps it up, which is pretty awesome. It's hard to pull off. Yeah, absolutely. Um so yeah, I'm just gonna go through the set list and just stop when you want to talk about a song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's go through this. So they played Foundations, played that at every show. They followed it up straight away with na 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 na. I don't know if you like the song or not, but I thought it got the party going. Yeah. It's, and it like yeah, it's a bop. It's like it's not probably not up there as some of my favorites, but like you know the words, it's not hard to. It's a kind of and it's yeah. upbeat and stuff, so it's it's a good transition. So we started like new foundations, and then we went to na 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 na, and then it went to bury me in black. So a bit of a throwback. Then it went back to planetary go. We hadn't even had any songs off the big dogs yet, and we're five songs in, and I think everyone was having the time of their life, to be honest. Yeah, I agree. And then they finally played a song they only played three times on the whole tour, which was You Know What They Do To Guys Like Us in Prison, which I will say was one of the three songs I wanted them to play before this before this night. Yeah, right. Outside of um, Early Sunsets, because I know they're never going to play that. <laughs> but um, I was like, this was a good moment in the show. I think it really just everyone kind of turned up and it was just uh, ah, such a good song. Yeah, and I think... The crowd was like got after it too. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So the th- second time in the sh- second time in the tour at that point they played that. So I thought that was really special. Then they went. Then they just went bangers. The Ghost of You, Teenagers, like just incredible. Vampire Money. I wasn't expecting that. It's almost like the the B side of Danger Days. It kind of comes yeah. on after the outro. So I thought that was a bit of a weird one. That song's about Twilight them saying no to doing a Twilight song. <laughs> yeah, that was one of the ones that didn't really hit for me. I didn't have that deep cup in my in my pocket. It's Danger Days, Dave. I know you don't mind Danger Days. Go put it on after this. I don't mind it. I'm not saying I hate it. It's just one of those deep cuts. I haven't listened to it. I think Three Cheers has actually grown on me the most, along with Bullets really? in the last few years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. They played I'm Not Okay after that, Bring Everyone Back to Life. And then they played Everybody Hates the Eagles and Boy Division, which, like I said, I'm not going to repeat it, but you don't need to play them. Like, it's fine. Play another song from one of the big dogs. Like, but that's fine. I think they're good tracks, and I was glad to see them, ultimately. Yeah. Then we got Welcome to the Black Parade, which I was really surprised to see so early in the set. Oh, early. Well, I think when I looked at what they played earlier in, in the in the range, they played Welcome to the Black Parade in night one, just before the encore. Okay. And they did bring it up in the next two nights, but I just didn't think that it fit right there. I think it was better later on, but at the end of the day, I mean, it was still a great time. Yeah, mass sing-alongs. Yeah. I, I honestly think... Actually, no, I'm going to say it for the Mike Kempod. I've got thoughts on that song. <laughs> 
Okay. Now, then they played Mama, which I think was, yeah, absolutely awesome. Um, Give Him Hell Kid, only the third time they played on the tour at that point. The World is Ugly, which is an absolute, like, sad boy track. Yeah. And then I think a lot of people were waiting for Thank You for the Venom, which they only played three times on the tour. And that was the last time they played it. Really? Yep. Double check my list, but that was the last time they played it. Can you believe it? Oh, no, they played it. In, no, that was it. That was the last time they played it. Oh, wow. Which is a bit baffling, to, to be honest. So I think we're very lucky that we got to see that because I think a lot of people wanted to see that song. Yeah. Then we went straight into Helena, which I really liked how they introed this. I mean, they used to intro it like this anyway, but um, I thought that was really good. Then we got Sleep, another song they only played three times, um, which off the Black Parade... Yeah, absolute banger. So at yeah. this point, they only played that song once on the tour. So I think a lot of people who had like done a few shows were very excited. Mm. And it landed pretty well. Like it's like it's a song you probably think they wouldn't play. Obviously, they don't play very live very often. Yeah, but it really landed really well. I enjoyed. Yeah, hundred percent. Then I think I think we had in this night the best encore of the whole tour. Yeah. I, I, which I think, anyway. So they came out and they played Skylines and Turnstiles, which, awesome track. Bullets track, the only Bullets track of the night. Probably one of the best live tracks. Any other song I would have maybe competed with that would be Head First for Halos mm-hmm. in regards to, you know, energy and, like, how epic it is live. But that was fucking incredible. And then they moved into Famous Last Word, which, was, which is my favourite song by them. And I think, again... I was pretty sweaty at this point, as you would have seen. <laughs> I never danced like that in my life, dude. I never gone like that in like a single spot in my life. Yeah, but it was it was fun. it was fun to watch. <laughs> Thanks, man. I'm glad I'm glad you enjoyed it. <laughs> and then the kids from yesterday, which I thought was a bit of an interesting choice to end the show. When I'd seen them do that, well, they didn't do that. They did it like before the encore. In, in like the Brisbane night one. And I'm like, that's a really good song to close the first part of the set into. And then they played it to end the whole show. And to be honest with you, it's a great closer. But no, it's a great closer. What do you think? Yeah. I've got no buts. I'm, I'm happy with how it ended. I think that's oh, a great I song to end on. Yeah. I, yeah. It's cause you've kind of got the, the rise of famous last words and everyone's like kind of, at the at the top of their emotional points, and then kind of brings you down a little bit. And but I think you know you know what I think the kids from yesterday does. It's got it is like it's not nostalgic in the sense that it makes you like when Helena comes on or Famous Last Words or Welcome to the Black Parade comes on. It doesn't give you that kind of nostalgia, but I think it makes you feel things that remind you of nostalgia. It's got that kind of like atmosphere in, in the in the like the synth that plays through the track. The song builds really well. It's a sing-along. It's triggering on, like, you know, we're the kids from yesterday, right? Like, you know, we're living in the past in a way. And I think um, it was just a really good way to end the show. Like, it was an emotional night, I think, for me anyway, but for a lot of people. And I think it was just it was just really nice. And, and I loved it. And I think it was the best encore of the whole, whole week. Yeah. But me yeah. too. It was my favourite encore that I saw. I, my kids <laughs> Um, 
I think I'll just jump to Sydney night too. I'm not going to go through a, a fucking play by play like we did on that one. But I, I personally think, although they played one less song as they did in a lot of the other sets, I think this was the best set they played. Yeah. Like uh, I think they, we got two songs on this set that had only been played once on the whole tour. So I think that was super special. You know, like Melbourne, we didn't get any songs that were unique just to Melbourne. Um, Brisbane only got one song that was unique just to Brisbane. Melbourne got no songs that was unique just to Melbourne. And then Sydney got two or three and two of them played on this night. So I think this was really special for me. I mean, everyone knows a song that I've been plugging a lot. It featured on the Valentine's Day love song dedications. Um it was something I post on my story all the time. I've spoken about it in my Instagram. But Summertime by From Danger Days played on this this, this night. Yep. And it was honestly like, I, I couldn't, I can't articulate how amazing, how special it was. And yeah, I cried a bit when this came on. That's all right though. That's good. I'm making you uncomfortable, Dave, aren't I? I know. Getting all emotional and I can see you like, yeah, cool, man. <laughs> we say, cry it out. Real men cry. Big Real men cry. So I think that was really special. Um, we got Our Lady of Sorrows on this night. So finally got to see an extra song from Bullets, which I think that song just goes hard. It was great to see live. We then got, um, we got Bury Me in Black again as well, which I think was really cool to see. And we got Vampires Will Never Hurt You. So I think just alone, those songs in particular, I hadn't seen them yet. So it was really kind of cool to see more songs from Bullets. But I think the real special one, from my point of view, was Kill All Your Friends, which is a B-side, which is the second B-side from Famous Last Words. It's not even the most popular song on that B-side, which so I thought that was really bizarre. So they got like um, My Way Home Is Through You, which yeah. is like track two on the single. And then this song's track three. My Way Home Is Through You is pro- was probably the biggest song. The fact they played Kill All Your Friends was just incredible. Second time they've played it since they've come back. They played a lot of shows, so oh, like, um, I just thought that was like incredible. I mean, I felt bad for the poor people around me who didn't know the song, and uh, I went off, man. I went off harder than I went off in Melbourne. Like, you can hear my voice today. I still haven't recovered. Like, I, I was a pest, and uh, I'm not going to apologize to anyone in the pit around me. So, but yeah, awesome. So Sydney, be- Sydney beats Melbourne. I think Melbourne was special. Like I said, first time seeing them since they came back. I was with like everyone, like all my mates, you know, just people. Like it was just a really like, you know, it was my hometown. Like I knew the place like the back of my hand. It was just, you know, we went for dumplings beforehand in the city, got a little bit drunk, you know. (laughs) It was was just a bit of a, it was a bit of a buzz, a bit of a vibe. It was just real special. But I think Sydney was like, and I was talking to one of my friends when we walked into the venue, I was just as giddy for this as I was in the Melbourne show. Yeah. And, but the songs I think were probably more up my alley and cause I think I'd seen them once. I wasn't so much in awe, but I could just probably enjoy it a little bit more and Soak it, in. it was special. I love it. It was real special. So what do you think, or what do you think was missing? What do I think was missing? To be honest, there are a few songs that I thought would have been like a standard across every night. 
So the fact they only played Thank You for the Venom three times, I thought was a bit interesting. Like, that's one of their most popular songs from back from from Three Cheers, right? So I was really surprised they didn't play, they only played that three times. Um, the other one from there, I thought Cemetery Drive would have gotten more of a hit. They only played that once. <laughs> yeah, and it wasn't even the full song; it was just a piano and and, and Gerard singing. Yeah, in Brisbane. So I thought that was quite interesting. I. So that was from there. I, I think I would have expected to see maybe an extra song from Bullet to make a rotation. Yeah. I think when I saw them play on their last tour in Australia, it was Vampires, um, Skylines, and Headfirst for Halos. Yeah. I would have expected we yeah, had one more song from that era. And to be honest, I think from the Black Parade, like I Don't Love You didn't get it, didn't get a, didn't get played at all. And that was like a single from that album. So I thought that was a bit weird that it didn't get played once, but I, you know, I actually think it was, it was fine. Um, my other, my other core songs that I thought that would have played would have been from danger days, to be honest. So they didn't play sing, which was their second single off the record. Mm-hmm. And they didn't play my only hope. The only hope for me is you, which was always like a bit of a banger on that record. But to be honest, I think it was a pretty well-rounded set, a pretty well-rounded, you know, what you'd expect. Black Parade and Three Cheers got the most features. Danger Days followed. Bullets followed that. Conventional Weapons had two, and then the rest were just, like, one-offs. I think that that probably feels pretty good. Like, you can't really expect too much more, I don't think. Yeah. I'm with you. Like, I would have liked more Bullets, but it's just, like, it's... I think it's too much time's passed as well for a lot of those songs, and and, uh, you've got, like, a pretty epic catalogue anyway yeah. so like you've got like the best part of five albums essentially to pick from so it's really hard to um it's hard when you've got a fan base who's as passionate as mike hems are and you've got music that is so loved as theirs is and you need to service the whole gig like i get it right um it was a bit of a kick in the teeth when you go home and you see that taylor swift played 44 songs on her ears to her <laughs> and that's the standard like she's been backing that up so I would have liked an extra, like they could have played a few more songs. I think it's probably a bit different when you're in a band and you're up there and you're playing for two hours. I get it, but they played for an hour and 35. Bands I know it's good. I know it's good. I'm just being, I'm just saying like yeah. in a perfect world, they could have played a few more songs in my opinion. Yeah. I hope this isn't the end of them. I hope they do come back and play more shows. Like, yeah, who knows? But I just, yeah, it was great. The merch was good, and I bought a fuckload of merch. <laughs> and I picked up the hat on, in Sydney as well. Oh, nice. The hat was pretty good. Um, yeah, I think it was just really good. But what did you What did you want to see that you didn't get to see other than Bullets? Um, they pretty much nailed it for me. I think, yeah, um, maybe a couple of less songs from <laughs> Conventional Weapons. Yeah. But I was I'm pretty happy with the 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 set list like i'm yeah. not as um a diehard fan as you are so i yeah. think they hit every note that really they really wanted to see and and just really happy that i was able to 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 see them it's one of those i think you could miss it man so i'm so stoked that you came yeah it's just one of those things where you um yeah i I'm, wasn't being fussy at all i wasn't thinking no. like i wanted to play this song or that song it's just enjoy the ride 
And, you know, I've seen a lot of people online talk about how the show we went to in Melbourne, arguably the worst set of the... Arguably, the, Melbourne probably got the worst sets out of the whole tour, which I can kind of see because we didn't get any unique songs and all that kind of stuff. Like, I get that, but in the moment, you didn't. Re- I didn't feel any different to, I think, like what I felt other than the fact they played Summertime and I was like a fucking blubbering mess. But um, <laughs> I, I felt in the moment like you didn't know what was missing. And I didn't um, even think about it. I nah. think people look at it in retrospect and. Sometimes sites like Setlist FM are, are bad because you end up comparing shows with other shows or checking or being disappointed that a band played the same set through a whole tour as well. Like, yeah. you, bands can't win, essentially. No. Like, people are always going to have their favourite songs and they're not going to get played and, and all that kind of stuff. Like, it's just... Like, they're going to play what they want to play. And if I'm actually really surprised that they mixed it up for a band that's been gone for like gone for so long like yeah. kudos to them to to giving every show a different different run of songs yeah. i still think back do you, do you remember when they when when news broke that they might be coming back oh vaguely do you remember what do you, do you remember who broke the news or who apparently leaked that they were coming back no i didn't it was the fucking jonas brothers <laughs> Oh, yes, now I remember, yeah. <laughs> they're in a studio in New York, and they're like, I'm pretty sure Mike was playing in there. Fucking, man, cheeky bastards. But <laughs> um, theory, Okay, let's get into it. Let's get our conspiracy theory hats on for a okay. minute before we finish the pod. Yeah. Do we think there's more music coming? I can't see why not. I'm going to say yes. You're going to say yes? They're doing this tour, this world tour, to build up bank. They're probably independent. Are they independent? They wouldn't be signed to anyone. So they're probably think, just building up the money well, to... They had, a pretty good relationship. they had a pretty good relationship with Warner Music. What was Foundations released on? Reprise Records, yeah. So I think they're still on Reprise. Okay. Well, I think... I think, like, they've done one song. It's really good. Like, I don't know. I think they could. There's no reason why not. I'm going to say they've already got uh, three more songs lined up ready to go. And I think when they finish this world tour, they will drop those songs. And then I think they will play those songs at shows, like festivals here and there. And then I think... I think they'll. I think they'll release more music. There's no way you can be on tour for this long with a band and not start talking about fuck. Should we do this again? And yeah. you know, like fuck. I've got this idea for a riff. You know, like Frank still writes music. Ray still writing music. Mikey's just fucking the, got the easiest job in the world. Like, there's no way. Like Gerard's too creative. I think for them to tour this long together and not yeah, start no, thinking no. about like let's yeah. do music. So. I just hope they come back. I just really hope they come back to Australia. And if not, I think I'm going to have to try and go over there. Yeah. One day. That'd be a worthwhile trip, I reckon. I was pretty cut. You know, we obviously talked about Furnace Fest this year being on my birthday, but last year they were playing in fucking New Jersey on my birthday. Hometown show on my birthday. I'm like, that would have been special, but I was a broke bitch. So... 
Uh, they'll come back, I think. Like it's been that so. long to do a world tour. Yeah. No reason, as I said, no reason not to. Send yeah. Caution to the wind. What a weekend! What a week! Absolute cracker of a weekend. The drive back to Melbourne, Sydney, absolutely fucking killed me. But <laughs> it's all right. I still haven't recovered, as you can tell. And if anyone's gotten this far on the pod, in hearing me absolutely go on my absolute dribble about how good this weekend was, I do appreciate it. Is it hard to listen to, Dave? Do I sound horrible? Like that no, bad? No, no worse than usual. <laughs> Fuck off, you dog. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. The passion's there. That's all it counts. So it'll come through clear. Yeah. So we're going to release this. Do you reckon we'll get out Thursday or Friday? Friday morning. Friday morning, then we're going to have an episode up pretty quick after that. Yep. I'm excited for the next step. I think it's good that we can actually, um, we can say like, yeah, next episode is probably going to be like the first time we've done something on this pod. So I'm very excited for this one. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun. Any Anything else you want to cover off before we, we call it? No, that's, I'm, I'm all my chemmed out. I just want to say as well, how good was the, the pies on the weekend? Absolutely great. Your fist <laughs> how pumping. shit were the lions, you fucking dogs. <laughs> your fist pumping, I can't remember what song it was. Your fist pumping um, something, you know, I'm fist pumping the pies. Just absolutely romping the the Geelong cattery. Can you believe Essendon are on top of the ladder? I don't want to think about it. Makes me sick to my stomach. (laughs) They're like an elephant in a tree. They're not supposed to be there. They'll fall out eventually. Yeah, poor Adelaide, you fucking drunk. Um, That's all right. (laughs) Fucking not happy. What did I bring this up, Phil? (laughs) Yeah. All right, do the outro, Dave, and then let's call this. (laughs) Thanks for everyone who's listening (laughs) this far. Go Pies. <laughs> Please don't forget to follow, subscribe, and leave a review and rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Helps the show a lot, um, and we'd love to see it as well. Pumps our egos up. Yep. Uh, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at press.con.pod on both platforms. We've also launched the Press Conference Society Facebook group, so please go and join there. We'll get maybe get a photo from this episode up in the, the Society and, uh, yeah, give us your feedback. Tell us if you went to my camp. Tell us what your favorite songs were. And as always, yeah, we love the feedback and the conversations generated by these episodes and topics. Um, we want to hear from you. We want to hear from you. And if you, fuck, you know, we, we've, we've been talking about weekly episodes, mixtapes. If you want to jump on, hit us up, you know. Yeah. No, no, no guest is too big or small. Um, we really just care about stories and, and music. So, yeah, hit us up if you can to jump on. Absolutely. I love it. And hit us up if you want to talk vinyl. Sell me your stuff. <laughs> Don't sell me your stuff. <laughs> I was talking to you, Dave. Sell me your stuff. Oh, okay. You can, <laughs> yeah, got three money. All right, let's call it. I'll see you later, Dave. See ya. Bing bong. Bing bong. <laughs> <laughs>